when I've had to do a big, like if I had to give a talk or an interview for work or something like that, where it's like, all right, I got to draw on all my confidence right now (laughs) because I'm about to do something big. You teaching me about fashion has helped me to do that. It's like, okay, what is going to have me show up as my best self? What is going to make me just feel amazing? I see fashion as like the medicine that we need, that the world needs. And I think starting this business in the pandemic was, well, the scariest thing I've ever done. But it was very eye-opening because people were pulled out of the What up, Style Nation? Welcome to episode... 200 honestly fucking 200 episodes can you believe it how many of them have you listened to i need you to go send me a dm and be like i've been listening since episode one which oh that would just make my whole day or i just found you and i've been listening to episode 190 ah i can't believe it like i've been thinking all week what am i going to do to celebrate and hold space for this episode on episode 200. It feels like such a big milestone moment. 100 episodes times two. Like, I remember when, (laughs) like, I couldn't talk. I didn't know what to say. I couldn't breathe. I'd be so breathy on my podcast because my heart rate would just be racing. And now here we are. Not only am I in episode 200, I've even changed the name of the podcast this year to Style for Life because it felt so much more in alignment with me and the lifestyle that I am creating on a daily basis through the mental wellness, style solutions, body confidence, all of the things. And what a fucking moment. So moment of silence for 200 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this journey Because if I'm fully honest, how I got to 200 episodes has nothing to do with me and everything to do with all the people that supported me. Every message, every DM, every text, every comment in real life or not real life that someone said to me around like, oh, this thing you said like really changed the way I was thinking or God, I never thought about it like that. And that was always my intention with the podcast. And the reason I loved podcast was we can just share our thoughts and open up space and open up our minds and continue to grow with just listening to someone else's point of view in our own time, in our own space. And then that person gets to just like share. And I've said this once, I'll say it again, like podcasting feels like I'm fucking channeling like the highest version of myself. Like maybe I should pretend like I'm podcasting when I'm having a bad day and take my own fucking advice. So thank you. Shout out to you. And of course, shout out to my husband who's edited every single one of these 200 episodes, who's really inspired me today to do, to share this mindset shift that him and I um, were talking about this morning before I drop you into episode 200. So how I want to do episode 200 is I want to share a couple of reframes, things that like we were leaning into as far as like creating our most fucking awesome, juicy, uh, vibrant, epic, iconic life. And then I'm going to share a client interview that I did with one of my clients. And the reason I chose to share her interview as episode 200 is because she was a first for me. And she's just became a first for me again earlier this week. 
she was the first client that I had that I didn't know. That wasn't part of a community that I was in. That wasn't one of my friends. Like my husband would joke, I'm like, you crowdfunded your business, right? With all your friends. Um, she was the first. I will never forget the day that she booked the call to get on the phone with me. And I sure as fuck won't remember the forget the day that we got on the phone and did our very first um like and then we talked and we met. And I was like, why is she hiring me? Why does she want to work with me? And over the years, we've developed such a deep, beautiful relationship. And so I asked her to come on the podcast and share that journey and that depth because she she grounds me all the time when I start lifting up and I'm like, no one cares. They think that this is like fake and they think it's so superficial and they think it's so vain and they think it's so face value. And she was like, Katie, it's not. It's deeper than the ocean. You know that here's all the things that we've done together that you've changed my perspective on and that we've how we've created magic together. So it's a really deep episode about just really more than confidence. Um, so it's super juicy. I think you will enjoy it. But before I hand you over to Shannon, I want to do a little mini episode because it's my podcast and I do what the fuck I want, <laughs> as should you in your life. So... That being said, let's just chat for a few minutes before you dive in to um, Shannon's story here. So today, I don't talk about this much, um, but parenting's fucking hard. <laughs> if we didn't know, it's fucking hard. And the reason I don't talk about parenting on my podcast is because it's something that's outside of parenting. It's another way that I fulfill myself outside of being a mother, because being a mother wasn't and isn't the only thing that fulfills me. And I was talking to a friend and she was like, you know, there's this fucking myth out there that like, once you become a mom, that's all you need to be. And you should be completely fulfilled. Like you should be fine just being at home, taking care of your kids. For some people that's true. For some people that's not true. For some dads that's true. For some moms that's true. For whatever versions of ourselves that we are, it's true. But it's not for me, and it's not, in most cases, for a lot of the women that I attract or hang out with. So I really wanted to hold some space for that today around fulfillment. I feel like this is a whole nother, like, style after motherhood. So back, I think it was in fall, like, October, November timeframe when I did those style after motherhood episodes were super popular and, like, bananas because— there is this loss of identity when we transition from the maiden energy to the mother energy or whatever you want to fucking call it. That's how I like to look at it. It's this loss of identity. And there's a lot of pressure to be completely fulfilled as that in that role and solely that role. And that happens a lot. This is the number one thing that people talk to me about because it's probably one of the number one things I focus on is who am I? outside of the people I serve, right? And I say that because that's what I I like to think of it as an act of service, right? Like I'm serving my children, I'm serving my husband, I'm serving my clients, serving my friends, I'm serving, insert, my parents, my brothers, my sisters, whatever those relationships are, right? We're giving, we're taking, it's an energetic exchange all day, every day. And then we start to believe that we are those things, And then we start to act according to those things. And then society has all these fucking rules mapped out. There's like this mythical fucking handbook out there 
that we subscribe to daily about how we should act and how we should dress and what we should do. But we all know that that fucking handbook doesn't exist because if that handbook existed, we all would have loved to have one (laughs) in those first couple months, weeks, years of having a kid and especially as all the different fucking transitions that they've gone through, right? And like, can my mom give me mine? Because I wish it existed. So this concept of fulfillment has been calming up in my life over and over and over and over. I went to Sedona last week. If we're connected on Instagram, you know, I was in Sedona and I was traveling and traveling is the one space that I really haven't worked out my mindset around fulfillment and being able to do things outside of having kids. So here's the reframe that my husband and I had this morning. So I'm fresh back from um, Sedona, and I'm getting ready to head into this other amazing event, which by the time this podcast episode drops, I'm literally preparing to go to the event this weekend in Virginia Beach with some of my other amazing friends and clients, um, Zesty Ginger, and we're going to do some fun habit transformation, and I get to meet with some of my other clients' friends, because to be my client is to be my friend, <laughs> and do some awesome shit together. And while it is in my hometown and it's only an hour away from my house, I am not going to be home after school for a couple nights and then all day on the weekend. And here you go. My shit's all fucking flared up because I just came back. And so my husband and I were talking. And I said, I need to talk to you. And and it wasn't like a negative conversation. I was, I was like, I want to tell you how I feel. I want to tell you why this is important to me. And I have the right to do this. And I use that word a lot. I always say, well, I have the right to do this. I have the right to be a mom and this version of myself. I have the right to be a mom and have alone time. I have the right to be a mom and go hang out with my friends. I have the right to be a mom and relax and read a book and do fucking nothing. Like, I have the right to do it. And he was like, you do. Yeah, of course. You know, I'll support you in anything, blah, blah, blah. And then kids went to school and I was like, let's go on a walk. And our walks are amazing and magical. I fucking think walking is the best thing on the earth. I don't know why I bitched about it so much when I was a teenager, probably because I had nothing to fucking discern. And we had the best conversations on our walks. And we're just talking and he was like, hey, I was thinking about when you say the word right, it comes from a lack space for you. It comes from a lack mindset. Like when you say it, you say it with like this vindiction of like, I have the right to do this and you can't tell me I can't do it. And he was like, and every time you say it, you sound like you're fighting for something. Like you're looking for validation in something. Like you need permission to do something. And I was like, oh, you're right. Because I feel this deep need to have permission to do the things that I really want to do. Right? Like the, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's my podcast. I feel this deep need to like follow what other successful podcasters do or what the content creators tell you you're supposed to do or what your business coach tells you you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to run your podcast or run any other part of your life. Right? And I was like, oh, he was like, hear me out. What if instead of saying, like, I have the right to do this, he's like, what if you say, I have the ability to do this and right now it's uncomfortable? Like, I have the ability to travel but it's really uncomfortable in my current lifestyle, with my current habits, with my current mindset. He was like, and then instead of like bitching about having the right to do something, you can start dissecting of like, I have the ability to travel, whether it's an hour away from the house and be out of the house after school every night or travel. And how can I? How can I create a life that's really 
setting me up for success in those moments, setting up my kids for success in those moments, or whoever I feel like I'm letting down by going after my own dreams. He was like, so you have the ability to do whatever the fuck you want. He's like, and then the next thing is, how can I do it? And is it comfortable or not comfortable for me? And if it's not comfortable, you should still fucking do it, but it's just not going to be comfortable. But if you want it to be more comfortable, figure out how you can make it more comfortable. And in our situation, it's like giving our kids a little bit more autonomy and getting them to own a little bit more of their personal responsibility, right? Like, I know that I have hard, no, I have no, <laughs> not no, that's absolute. I have very limited uh, boundaries and I do a lot for them when they're home on a regular basis. So when I'm not in the house, they feel it so deeply because now they have to do things they don't usually do. And he was like, if this is what you're craving, then how can you make that more comfortable for you? Or don't, and then let them be uncomfortable, but know that you have to be comfortable with them being uncomfortable or you're both gonna be uncomfortable. And like, that's up to you, it's your choice. He's like, but all of this is your choice. He was like, it's all in your capability, it's all your ability. And I was like, oof, I love that mindset shift. Instead of saying like, why well, have the right to do this? It sounds very victim. It sounds very oppressed and things like that. So let's come at it from more of an abundant mindset. Like I have the ability to do this. Maybe I'm not nailing it right now, but I can. And how can I? And that how can I question, I literally wrote it down earlier this week when I was thinking of my Style Squad community that I have been bullshitting on because <laughs> I'm kind of scared, but also craving it at the same time, full transparency of getting off the ground in February. Because I keep running these stories in my mind about no one will want it and it's dumb. And how do I make it different than anything anyone else is doing? And I was like, at the end of the day, what I'm looking for, which I hope is what you're looking for. And I'm a firm believer of that. If myself, my friends, people close to me are dealing with something that chances are lots of people are dealing with it or feeling it is I want to be around women who are asking themselves, how can I? If it's something you truly desire, in-person interaction with my favorite humans that don't live in my house that I am not related to is something I truly desire. How can I have that in my life more? And how can I feel more comfortable? I don't have to be 100% comfortable, but how can I feel more comfortable creating those situations and feeling like my kids have the empowerment to like take care of themselves or the responsibility or they know how to run their own schedules or whatever that is how can i create just different habits i think that's all it really comes down to is like mastering the habits how can i help them master their own habits because i'm not going to be around to be doing that for you all the time anyway so that's where i'm at with that so if you find yourself using the word i have the right which i think probably has kicked up a lot of shit for everyone by hearing me say that especially in our country I'm not going to talk about politics on my podcast. To know me is to know mine, I think. Um, if you want to talk about that offline, I am more than happy to have those conversations. But I think that that word carries a lot of, like you said, disempowerment. It carry, For me, it carries a lot of victim mentalities. So if you want to get away from that, maybe you can say, okay, I have the ability. And what am I going to do with my abilities? I really liked that reframe. I guess he knows what he's talking about sometimes. Let's be honest. He's edited 200 episodes. So like I have been teaching him well. <laughs> Just joking. Anyways, that being said, 
Style Squad is coming. I am going to create this and I'm going to let it grow and flow however it's supposed to. And I'm trusting that you and I will come together to make that happen. So reach out to me on Instagram or however we connect an email and let me know what part of this episode has resonated with you. For not connected on Instagram, it's at Katie Allen Stylist. And then if you haven't connected with me on email or my website, check out the website, katiejuststyled.com, katie at katiejuststyled.com email. But this episode's not over. This part where my like episode 200 monologue is coming to a close. But if you're down and you're like, Katie, I believe in everything that you're saying and style has been a blind spot for me. It's been a pain point for me. Maybe it's something that I haven't really understood how much it's connected to my energetic expressions and my mental agreements and the stories I tell in my head and how I can really use this as a tool, a physical tool to help master my daily habits. And you want to hear from one of my clients and stay tuned for the rest of this episode because this is a client interview of mine with my um one of my dearest clients, Shannon Woodlansky. She's a certified life coach. So I can't run no game on her around style. <laughs> she knows, right? She knows herself inside and out. She's a certified life coach. She's a retired OBGYN, which I just think is a really fun fact because she comes at life with this really full perspective. And she's currently coaching parents on having talks with their children around their sexual health. And when I tell you that this woman is deep, this woman goes deep and we have so much fun. So if deep, strong relationships are your jam while having a good time, then absolutely stay around for this episode as she shares her experience with getting styled, how she uses it on a daily basis to raise her vibration, how she's used it to build confidence, and then how she's used it to clear old stories and blocks that she had from childhood around her sister and her mom and her body shape, all the things that we all go to. It's a really juicy episode, and it's all yours. Let me know what you liked, what you enjoy, the best way you can promote the podcast and share and spread the love is sharing it with a friend just text it to a friend the three little dots hit it text it off to a friend say oh my god you should listen to this podcast and we can talk about it later or share it on social media i would be so grateful and if you're feeling really inspired and you're ready to get styled or even just curious about what that is and what it can mean for you like i said hit me up at dms all this information is in the show notes at katie allen stylist or hop on the website and you can just like book a discovery call today. We can jam, we can vibe on Zoom. You can see my closet live action. We can ask questions, we can have fun. We can get to know each other. Spring is right around the corner. I'm getting super excited. Fashion week's coming up in February. The juices are about to be flowing. And you guys know February is my month, Aquarius season. So I will talk to you soon. And I will see you ladies on the flip side. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the Style for Life podcast. I'm super excited today. I'm just going to kick this one straight off with a special story with my special guest today. So 2021, right? It was last year. So my husband and I, it was during, it was right before your birthday. So it was summertime. Yep. My husband and I were, I have the chills. Ah, 
So in the summer <laughs> when the sun is actually playing and cooperating with us little humans and it's sunny outside before 7.30 a.m., my husband and I used to, well, we still do, but go on these morning walks all the time. And he was just in the space of deciding whether or not to like quit his job. His business was doing really, really well. Mine was still really, really new. And, you know, it was like a lot of feelings and transitions and like lots of stuff. So we would go on these morning walks and I was this one particular morning feeling very good about myself and life in general. And I was like, you can do anything you want. Like you can do anything you want. If you believe it, it's going to happen. You just are high vibe, all the manifesting stuff, right? Like put the intention out there. It's going to happen. Like I promise. And he's like, kind of drinking it in, kind of like, I don't know, Katie, if I'm really sold. (laughs) We're standing out front of our garage. I'll just like, never forget. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like all like just high on life. And he's just like in this moment, like, you know, those moments where you're like, oh, I just don't know. Like just, I wish someone would just tell me what to do. And I walk in and I flip up in my laptop to get started for the day. And it was like, discovery call scheduled, Shannon Woodlansky. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) (laughs) and then we got on the call for the first time and I was like why does Shannon want to work with me she's so freaking stylish (laughs) and you were literally the first person that I got on zoom with that I had a call with in my business that I didn't actually know prior Mm -hmm. to starting my business so thank you so much for being here on today's episode so this one's super super special Take a second and introduce yourself, and then we can get back to that story. But I had to open it with that. Oh, well, I have to say for that story, that's hilarious because, um, you know, when I came to you, I was like, I'm not stylish, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Help me out. So um, that's that's really funny. Um, So funny about perspective. So I'm Shannon Wodlansky. I am a retired OBGYN, a mom of four. I am a master certified life coach and I run a business called Having the Talks where I coach parents to speak more confidently to their kids about sex. So that's who I am. I love it so much. So you're super stylish too. You left that part out of the the intro. I would never forget. I was like, She's super stylish. Maybe she should be styling me. Like, I, why am I even here? Like, no, all my not true. Syndrome. <laughs> uh-uh, no. So let me just explain that. So I grew up with a mom and an older sister and they were super stylish. And, and what I mean is like clothes mattered and I didn't care. And, um, my sister, because she was older, would take the remote control on Saturday back in the day. We only could watch shows live. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Saturday morning was cartoon morning and that's what I wanted to watch. And my sister would take the remote control and turn it to CNN because it was the runway shows where they showed all the upcoming styles and all the runways of Europe and things like that. I, oh, I'd be so upset. And I think it made me more like, I'm so not this. <laughs> yeah. You're like, um, what? Like, I really want to watch cartoons. It's so funny. My daughter the other day, it was like, why are you watching a commercial? I was like, oh, this is live TV. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And and cartoons only on Saturday. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, I I think, you know, I had been what I call the daytime provider for my kids. And I was just moving out of that role um, and starting to work as a coach. And I always wanted to, like, 
I, I didn't think I had style, but I knew what it was like to feel good in an outfit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always know how to put outfits together. I just knew once they were together, if I liked them or not, but I didn't know how to get there. And so that's where you came in. <laughs> Help me recreate this. I think a lot of people do that. They're like, okay, this is great. So I'm just going to buy this in every color and wear it over and over and over because it fits and it feels good. Guilty as charged. So I want to swing back around to what you're saying about like your sister sitting in the remote and making you watch uh, fashion shows, which sounds mm-hmm. like I wish I had a sister like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just <Great. me. laughs> But we were talking the other day and you were saying out of that, you started to develop this different mindset or outlook around fashion of it being yes. like really superficial. Yes. And why does this matter? Can you take me on that journey for a few minutes? Yeah. You know, I think in the world of medicine, you know, it can sometimes put life in perspective. And especially since most of my life was in a delivery room or an operating room, I mainly wore scrubs. And then, you know, then going into the daytime provider for my kids, then it was like, what could be thrown up on and burped on, like spit Mm -hmm. up on, um, that I just thought fashion was superficial, like that there are other things in life that I should be focusing on. That was all before I met you. (laughs) (laughs) So what was that key moment? That you had, because I don't know if we've ever talked about this, that key moment where you were like, you know what, I want to schedule this call. Or like, what was the thing that finally pushed you over the edge to think maybe it's not superficial or did you all or did you still think it was? And then we talked and you're like, oh, maybe it's not Uh, the latter, because what happened is you came to present at a, a group coaching session that I was at. And so I heard you speak and some of the things you said about like, you know, dressing for your body type and their rules, but as long as you know the rules, you don't have to follow the rules. And I was like, I don't know any of this stuff. So I think I signed up more for time saving, like, okay, I'm going into this new role and I want to dress a little bit differently. Um, and so like, help me put things together that are me and that flatter me. Cause because growing up with my sister and my mom, I did have those like they were honest and I loved that about them, but they would be like, Oh, that makes your butt look too big. Or, you know, is there something that hits you lower or, you know, like things like that, but they <laughs> left a little bit of trauma. Like I don't have anyone to tell me that my butt looks too big when I thought it felt good. You know? <laughs> so that's where you came in. But I think my change from um, thinking it was superficial was after working with you and just the feeling you know, it was, it was definitely a strong start with the progression. The feeling I had when, and this to me is your superpower, is that you could help me put an outfit together that was me. I think that's a really special skill because a lot of people put outfits together that are the stylist and not you, but you got to know me. You knew exactly what I was after. You taught me so I could do it myself of like, okay, you know, Shannon, you like to be chic. This is your chic piece. You know how you like to be daring. This is your daring piece. And and so you helped me put that together. And when I realized how good I felt when my outside matched my inside, then I realized how I was showing up to work, how I was showing up to my family. And then even like to think about how to have fun in casual wear. 
you know, that outfit I had had for years, you know, with the kids, right? And now I enjoy dressing up casual too for more than comfort. I enjoyed it for comfort reasons before, but it's like, oh, I can make these jeans look good. Mm-hmm. So that's how it came to be. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I love making casual wear look good. I think that's also my real superpower. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> people say that to me all the time. They're like, I just want to be comfortable. And I was like, well, I know that you know that that's like my jam, right? Is still wearing <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt, but making it feel like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the comment so much around being the superpower is getting into it, like who we are. I think that is the part of style that everyone forgets about when they focus on the superficial or it's vain or why do you care? It's like, no, this is really the deepest way to self-express who we are. And fashion has just got this really bad rap. And there's, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. But I see fashion as like the medicine that we need, that the world needs. And I think starting this business in the pandemic was well, the scariest thing I've ever done, but the, it was very eye-opening because p- people were pulled out of dressing they were like, Oh, I'm at home and I don't have to get dressed. And then we saw fashion change and no one can deny that fashion change. And that when you logged into your favorite retailer, they were showing jogging suits and sweatsuits and mashing, matching leisure wear, because that's where we were at as a society. Right. And that was such a pivotal moment that like, none of us are going to forget that. Now, I remember when I was in fashion school when 9-11 happened, which was another really big pivotal moment. But that was really just our country, I think, that went through that. I mean, I'm sure the world vibrated from it. But living in America, that felt like it was us. And this was something that no one on this planet was escaping the last couple of years. And it lasted for a really long time. Um, And that's how I personally got through the first couple months of the pandemic, crying on my floor. And one of our mutual coaches asking me, well, what's so different about today? And I said, well, I didn't get dressed. And she said, well, okay, well, that's your work for the next week is to just get dressed every day. And that was the nugget I hung on and back in March and April and the beginning of it that ultimately led me down there. And I wasn't getting dressed for anybody because I wasn't even having my camera on in Zoom sometimes. And I definitely didn't have a business yet. I was literally just getting dressed for myself. So I had to go super deep into that. Yeah. And I think to your point, though, I think what changed superficial to not feeling superficial is I think what made it superficial in my mind was the idea of dressing for others, dressing to please others. And that's what I learned working with you is I dress to please myself. That's why it's not superficial. It's that's why it feels like my expression and a part of me and growing that confidence and knowing who I am, which is a part of the work, which is very deep. But knowing who I am means like, if people don't like what I wear, I don't care because it's so me. Like, that's fine. Don't wear what I wear. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I don't want you to wear what I wear because I don't want you to look like me. (laughs) Right. I love that so much. Were there any other, I have some that I can think of, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, Like moments or things that started to shift in your life. Or let me rephrase this question. So you came in it because you were like, okay, I'm I'm going into this new phase of life and I really want some time-saving techniques. And I do want to learn how to just craft this side of my life a little bit better. 
What were some of the surprise like benefits that started to surface in your life that you were like, oh shit, I never thought this would happen from having an amazing outfit that I feel good in. I started loving my body more. Mm. That's one of the things that happened because I don't know. I just felt good. I celebrated it. You know, like I said, I had rules in my mind from growing up of what, where, like always wear things long enough to cover your butt since it's bigger. You know I mean? Like that's what I was told. And those were kind of my rules. Um, But it would sometimes lead to me not feeling good in what I was wearing. I'd feel frumpy or something like that. So I think um, being like, yeah, I'm going to wear faux leather leggings and just embrace that I have thicker thighs. Um, there's an organization I like that says thicker thighs save lives. I'm like, yeah, they do. They're strong. <laughs> yeah, they do. But <laughs> you're a powerhouse. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so I think by that being like, okay, you know, this is who I am and, and learning to let go of what everyone else thinks, including my lovely family. But it's like, and they actually think I'm extremely stylish. My mom actually comments on the regular now about how stylish I am, which I think is hilarious, but it's because I embrace it. So part of it was embracing me and my body and, you know, the things I used to think I had to hide. I'm like, no, this is me. And that's fine. One of my favorite parts about working together is we would talk about something or you would have something and you were like, this seemingly should be me. Um, I it's, it could be, it could even like say your faux leather mock neck top, right? This infamous faux leather mock neck top that we have seemingly it hits all the points, right? It's like a color I like, it's a fabric I like, but when I put it on, it doesn't make me feel like this woman that I, I think I am or that I want to be or vision myself to be whatever those words are for you. And that was one of my favorite things with you is like, we would take it piece by piece and examine or talk through what we thought was working and what we didn't think was working and like get into the details of the fabrics, the prints, the size of the print, the way the print repeats. And it's all of those little things that I think that feel, can feel really, really overwhelming. But once you identify a couple of those key things or elements of clothes, you're like, oh, okay. Then we can start to take what we've learned off of this one piece that we went really deep on and then mm-hmm. continue to apply it to the other outfits and the other things. Oh, a hundred percent. And like I said, that's one thing I've always been in touch with, with like, mm, I don't know what it is about this, Katie, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, the questions asked me to figure it out, but that's one thing I loved about working with you is that you were able to figure out and, and teach me. So another example of that was I bought this, um, I don't know, my kids would correct me. I was going to say leopard print, but I think they told me draft print, whatever. Animal oh, print, <laughs> it is draft. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Animal print, draft print, a blazer. And I thought it would be amazing. And when I tried it on, I was like, Bleh. and <laughs> you helped me to see that. And what you taught me is about contrast and the contrast of my hair and my skin compared to the contrast of the the clothing and why it might not work for me. And, um, and how I could play around with it. How could I try to make it work or just let it go? And so 
yes, that helped me with that piece I already bought. We have found a way to wear it and be okay with it. Um, and there have been pieces I've given away for that reason. But now when I go look at something, I think about the contrast now. Cause I'm like, I like it, but something about it, I'm not sure. And I'm like, pay attention to the contrast, Shannon. So that's what makes it fun too. I love that because I love what you said about like the contrast for your hair, your skin, your eyes, but also your personality and what your style goals are. Cause sometimes the contrast of the piece can be really big or really small. And then that might not match our, our personal energetics, which I think was another really fun thing about what you're saying about them figuring out how to make something work because something cannot be perfect for our physical body, but it might be perfect for our personality or how we feel on the inside. So like, where do we marry those two things to make them work? And I think that was the part for me that was super enjoyable is that we got to keep going to that next level and that next level and that next level to figure it out, to dig it up. Because mm-hmm. then, go ahead. <laughs> you look like you're about to say something amazing. <laughs> but I was just going to say, I think the other place where this has helped me a lot in that same regards is like when I've had to do a big, like if I had to give a talk or an interview for work or something like that, where it's like, all right, I got to draw on all my confidence right now (laughs) because I'm about to do something big. You teaching me about fashion has helped me to do that. It's like, okay, what is going to have me show up as my best self? What is going to make me just feel amazing? So I'm not worried and some of it's comfort, some of it's look, some of it's a lot of things, but it's it's how it feels to me. Um, and I think that's another great lesson and another reason I don't think it's superficial of how much it can serve you to feel good in what you're wearing and to help you show up the way you want. Yeah, I was going to say there's one memory, and I don't know if you remember because we've been working together for a while now, but is in the beginning and we put together an outfit that you really liked and you really felt confident. And it was like, I think when we were just starting to really start to uncover those pieces and you messaged me back and you were like, here are the five things, uh, five I'm exaggerating, but like, here are the couple things that went wrong today. But guess what? <laughs> it was so much easier to navigate them or they didn't hit as hard or I bounced back from them quicker because I felt so in tune and confident in myself. And that, was my story is like things were really hard and going crazy on the outside that I can't control what, how people are going to react, what people are going to do. But when I feel really grounded and centered and and myself and then my outfit, I can always come back to that knowing that, look at that. When I feel amazing, I've showed up and I've given it my all. And maybe today that wasn't going to solve all the problems, but it was easier to manage those because I felt great about myself for putting this time and attention into myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's easier to believe like when those things go wrong, this isn't about me. Cause I think so many times when things don't go the way you want, you think like, Oh, I'm a horrible fill in the blank. I'm a horrible parent. I'm a horrible worker. I'm a horrible, whatever. Um, because things didn't go the way I'd hoped, but instead of like, this isn't about me, things didn't go my way because Something I did, something I said, something I felt, but it's not about me. And I think feeling good in your body and in your clothes helps to create that separation. Yeah, because that's all in my mind. (laughs) And then when I'm trying to get into my body, it's a very physical reminder. Like I can look down at my fingernails and take a deep breath and be like, God, I love those rings and the way they look on my hand. And then get that confidence boost and like just shift 
I remember someone telling me when I first started working with them, it's like sometimes when you feel really, really overwhelmed like that to like start notice what's around you. Like, okay, I'm touching the table. Okay, I see my computer. And I think our clothes can very much play that role in it too. Like, okay, I see the shirt that I love. And it's a constant sensory response all day long. They make noise when they move. You feel them when they move. And I don't think people give that part of having great style enough credit. It's so true. And I have associations with certain fabric sounds, like good associations. Um, And even um, my mom's best friend, we used to spend a lot of time together. I remember holding her hand and she had a, I don't know, it was a watch or a bracelet, but it had a chain, like a security chain that when we held hands, it would fall between our hands. And I loved that feeling. Mm. So, you know, it's just those little things. And I have children that are very sensory. So I'm very sensitive to them that, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, just wear it anyway. It's, you know, it's a shirt. If it doesn't feel good to them, I know that that's going to be a hard day showing up at school. So I'm like, all right, let's find something that does feel good. Yes. I love that you touched on that. I was thinking about that this morning. I feel like right now um, my work is to be more present in all of my activities. It's really easy, right? As a mom, as a business owner, as all the things to want to like do five things at once. And I'm really trying to stop. And I've noticed that when I have on like an outfit that I love, that I feel really confident in, it's so much more easy to be present in the moment. So like when I feel good and I, you know, feel connected to myself or feel like I've got a better um, relationship with my body, like just simply being present is easier. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, true. Is there any other... Thing like unexpected surprises or anything in the realm of like confidence that come up for you on like how really leaning into your style on a consistent basis has helped you. I feel like you are diving into it deeper and deeper every single day. And I can just see it and feel it all the time as we talk. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm taking more risks than I ever have on a personal level. Um, and I think this is just part of that growth and lends itself to create confidence, right? We get confidence usually from experience, but it's like, yeah, I tried something and and I did it well. And sometimes we have to call on that confidence when we don't have experience. So it's like, okay, where am I confident? <laughs> wow. I'm confident in how I'm showing up right now in my clothes and in my accessories, which is something you really had to teach me. I think I owned two belts when I met you, (laughs) a brown and a black done, (laughs) you know, even just, I, even in that lesson, like you can take an outfit and totally change it with a belt. And it may sound silly, but it's like, all of a sudden you put the belt on and you're like, oh, you know, I'd be like, oh yes, I'm ready for the world now. Whereas before I'm like, fine. It's good. Whatever. Like, it is what it is. But it's like, all right, now I'm ready. It's like put on your cape. <laughs> exactly. Put in my leopard skin belt and bring it. <laughs> Take over the world. As I say, um, two things that everyone will get from working with me is going really deep into who they are in a belt. <laughs> you will have a belt. <laughs> I have a lot of belts now, actually. <laughs> all by my choice. <laughs> belts 
create is just magic. Um, that is something I meant to talk about earlier is, and I think it's a really good, so I think there's a lot of metaphors that come out when we're on ourselves that we can apply to other areas of our lives. And I think that's a good one that you just touched on is like, you have this seemingly outfit and it's fine. You're like, it's fine. And then one simple shift. And a lot of times I think life can be a lot more simple than we let it be. And it's like one simple thing, like one simple tuck, one simple out of a belt. And you've taken something from like good to great, your confidence from good to great. And that's the part that that's where I think a lot of um, the benefits really come from is just like having that support from someone else to see it through fresh eyes. It's like, what if you just do this one different thing? You're like, oh my yeah, God. Absolutely. absolutely. I think the biggest thing that comes out of this is how I show up with my family. Mm. I think my kids get to see, have seen a transformation in me as well. And they see me wear clothes that, and I feel good in them. And they actually don't say much about what I wear one way or another, you know? Um, But I think, and I think I've passed that along to them to like wear what feels good. And, or maybe they taught it to me. I don't know. (laughs) Because some of them have had that for a long time. Like, nope, not wearing it, no matter what you say. (laughs) So, but I, but I do think like, I'm grateful for it because it's like, I show up as me. They don't hear me make comments about comparing myself to others or commenting on how, how other people look because they see me just focus on this is me. This is who I am. This is what feels good to me. And I hope you feel good as you too. And so I think that's the greatest gift of all. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. It's, you're speaking through just doing it and showing them like, it's not just about like getting dressed. It's taking the time to like care about ourselves. And this is something that makes me happy. And this is who I am. And it speaks for me before I even open my mouth, right? Like it's letting someone know something about you before you even open your mouth to say the words. I love it so much. You've already shared a million reasons on why it's not superficial and why it's amazing and how it boosts your confidence. But if there's a woman that's listening right now and she's on the edge and she's like, I don't know, like these leggings, these jeans, these t-shirts, like I just don't know how to make them feel good or I'm just not really sold on the style thing. What would be your parting words to let that woman know that there is a next phase for her and she can use her clothes to get there? I would say kind of what you were saying that your clothes are your presentation to the world. So not in a way that it matters what anyone else thinks about it, but it matters what you think about it and how you think about it is going to affect how you feel and how you show up. So it's worth, it is worth learning. It's worth figuring out what is you. And quite frankly, in my opinion, it is a hundred percent working with you. Katie, because like you've changed my life. I did not know a lot of things and you've taught me. So you didn't just like help me create outfits, but you've taught me, you've taught me how to put outfits together, but you also taught me to embrace myself and my body. And that is priceless. Mm, Thank you so much. There are no rules. 
<laughs> That's right. You are worth it. I guess that would be my one sentence. You are so worth it. You're so worth it over and over and over again. Um, and everyone's going to feel it. And I love it that you brought in the family to it because, yeah, I don't walk around the house like, hey, look, I'm styled. <laughs> look at this cute no. way I've got my jeans on today. But my kids feel it. They feel it. They know I'm different. They know, you know, they can talk to me. They know that they can, you know, that they can do things for themselves, that they can dream bigger because I've let myself dream bigger. And it all just started with, you know, that one little action. Thank you for being on the podcast today. So Shannon's an amazing human that has amazing um, Instagram and has taught me so much in return on so many other pieces of life and it's um, amazing conversations about us. And I think it's funny because every time I say that, I'm like, oh my God, I love our talks. And I'm like, and that's her business, having the talks. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, take a few moments share where people can find you and what they can expect when they find you on Instagram and like what's going on in your world, because you are someone that everyone needs in their life as well. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at having the talks with with an S because I believe it's usually more than one conversation and you will see my style. (laughs) (laughs) I do a lot of, I do a lot of reels. So you'll get to see my style. Um, and hear me talk about the benefits of having short, multiple conversations with your kids about their sexual health and, um, how that creates greater connection and how you set them up for life. Because truly it is part of the triad of our health, physical, mental, and sexual health. It's how we relate to ourselves, kind of like what you're doing and how we relate to others. Ah, Beautiful. I love it so much. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being my first client that I didn't know outside of my circle. I am so grateful for you. I am grateful for you. And I would never have known I was your first client. You didn't know, by the way. (laughs) You always say that. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you.